Good morning. The daddy-daughter thing looks pretty good. I didn't know Steve Allen could dance. Somebody video that a little bit more, Steve. I want to see that. I got my necessities for preaching today. I got my Bible, and I got my tissue. Not that I plan on crying, but uh, my nose is running a lot, so uh, I couldn't find a manly box around this building. Trent, evidently the women buy the tissues. They don't have a leather-covered, you know, kind of camouflage tissue box, which I'm surprised around this building. But uh, uh, anyway, we're going to do the best we, can, best we can. I've been a little under the weather, and hopefully I won't need that right there, but just in case. The good news is that now that this stage is higher and farther away from you, you're kind of out of the zone. You know what I'm saying? That could be dangerous. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, music is just such a special thing God gave us, isn't it? Every major occasion we uh, use music, uh, you and, uh, well, probably uh, you and your spouse probably have a song that's your song. Uh, and uh, uh, whether you play music, whether you sing, uh, regardless of what kind, whether you're a country music fan, uh, any country music fans in here? Okay, all four of y'all. Uh, no, just uh, Sai's wanting to see y'all because you know he's got he's into music now. So, uh, or whether it's some rock and roll. Uh, Trent played in a band. What kind of band did you play in, Trent? What was it? What kind? No, it was a rock band. And uh, what? But you, something else about it you were describing the other day. He was the lead singer, guitar player. I think they were, what'd you dress like? They were, I think there were a lot of piercings and things involved uh, in that uh, in that part of his life. And I don't know if he can remember any of the songs, but, but they, he was the lead singer in a band. I'm impressed. Did y'all put out any albums or tapes or CDs? I mean, I don't know what, you know, you had a CD out. All right, Kirsten, you locate that for me. And one day we'll use that. And boy, if we could get some video of the band, that'd be great too. Uh, it, uh, I, I can remember back uh, years ago, my first ministry job, I found a few folks that could sing at this church in Uvalde, Texas. And so I got together and uh, I sat around and I heard Tommy singing. And I said, man, I, that is such a beautiful alto voice. I'm going to get him to to sing, and so and he and he, uh, it took forever to talk him into singing a, a solo. We did a particular song that he sang a solo on. It really was beautiful. It was very moving. Whether it's weddings or whether it's uh, sometimes at funerals, those songs that are special. To, as a matter of fact, there are some songs right now that if we sang here as a church and you lost someone and that was ministered to you during that time, well, it just pull back up feelings just like that, right? Music has the power to do that. And I love that God created that about us. You know, uh, uh, the first song that we know of, I'm sure there were songs before this, but that we have written about in the Bible, in the book of Exodus, when the great deliverance took place, they come across the Red Sea, and Moses and Miriam sing this new song about how God has delivered them and brought about great victory in their life. 
And so they sing about the chariots and the horses and the waters covering them as God rescued them out of bondage. Because when there's been that kind of mighty act of God, it causes people to worship. It causes people to rejoice. It causes people to sing a new song. Now, you know, I, I, I have taught new songs before, and somebody said, oh, no, a new song. You know, I like the old ones. Well, that's fine, but nothing in the Bible says you can't like old songs, right? And we sing them, and old songs minister to us. There are some songs that just touch my heart. Uh, you know, I love, uh, uh, even as, as a kid, I, I love just, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible. I'm so glad our kids have that in their hearts. I love it that all of a sudden certain songs can pull up emotions on Scripture and remind us of great victories God's brought about. We all have those kinds of songs. But there's something about, in the Bible, a new song. And when a new song is talked about, it's always because someone has recognized either for the first time or they, something has happened in their life and, and a truth has kind of been revealed to them that God has done something magnificent. That there's been a mighty act of God. It's either deliverance, it's salvation, it's all of a sudden seeing my unworthiness and God's worthiness. All those things are around this phrase, new song. I appreciated the scripture reading by, by our young people today because those verses mean a lot. Singing does not start with outside uh, motivation. Singing doesn't start with my playing an instrument. Singing doesn't start with my lips making a noise physically in a room. Singing starts in the heart. And it's because God has moved our hearts and we've seen Him move that results in us singing and even creating a new song. We are created to sing. We are commanded to sing. We are compelled to sing. It is the overflow of the heart that's been captured by the gospel. Ninety-nine percent of you can remember tons of lyrics of songs. Probably more lyrics of songs you remember than actual scripture. That's why it's so important to have songs that are wrapped up in scripture. Matter of fact, God gave us a whole book called Psalms, right? When he told, when Paul was encouraging the church to, to, to be a community and to live holy and to sing to one another, one of the things he said he wanted to do is look, sing those psalms. Now look, the, those folks, they knew exactly what those were. They knew those songs of David. They had sang those songs. They had, they had played the tambourine. They had heard uh, the harp. They had been all part of all that. You know, Jubal, it all started with him in Genesis, the guy that first is known as the father of music in the Bible. In Leviticus, there's a whole chapter of people who are assigned, 288 of them, to play the harp and to play the string instruments and and the lyre and to make noise with their voices and the instruments to praise God. The Levitical choir, and he lists who those families are and what their responsibilities are, and he describes them as being skilled in what they do in order for God to give glory and honor. 
See, we're made in the very image of God. And in God's image, what makes us different? Because we're in his image? We have this thing called image. Imagine what? Because we're in God's image, we have the ability to create an imagination in our mind. We can come up with things. And so that's why new songs come up with, people come up with, you think, you would think after all these years, all those melodies have been written. I mean, you know, there's only so many keys on a keyboard, right? So many notes. How can, how can people keep coming up with more and more songs? Yet that creative part that God has put in us can do that. Because it seeks deep down when we're moved in our heart about something God's done, it easily gets transferred into a melody. All of a sudden, remains in our mind. You ever help your kid learn a song? Maybe they're learning a new instrument. You ever help them learn, like they're playing a piano? I don't know what this song was, but I just know that Pam Stevenson had my kids playing it when they were first learning piano, and I mean, it, I, I heard it in, in my dream, you know? And over and over and over again. But that song stuck. That rhythm stuck. That melody stuck. There's an important element about that. That God wants us to have the kind of singing when we, when we see Him do magnificent things, that we can even put that into song and we sing it to one another and it reminds us of His greatness and it sticks with us. Sticks in our heart. When I'm down and I need to be reminded, God's not gone anywhere. I love the old hymn. Be with me, Lord, I cannot live without. That song ministers to me. Reminds me in a very simple way of the God's presence and how He And the song, the other song, uh, like that. Am I, am I weak in the, am I fading in and out? <clears throat> I didn't know if that was my consciousness or my. I have been sick. Wow, look at that, I'm on now. Uh, okay, I'm going to repeat all of my first of my sermon. Is that okay? Uh, well, let, let me summarize it. Not that this is the ending, but just let me summarize the first part. Look, music is mighty in moving the heart. And you show me a healthy church, and I'll show you a church that sings. There. Any major movement that happens, celebrating Martin Luther King Day this weekend, a movement for civil rights, a movement for freedom, that movement had songs that are tied to that action in history. Revivals are that way. Moments are that way. In war, the singers would go out ahead of the army as God's nation went about to conquer things. 
Let's just do a little reading. Psalm 33. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise Him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to Him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Why? For the word of the Lord is right and true, and He's faithful in all He does. There's a reason to praise God with a new song. That was Psalm 33. Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Now think about what he, this writer says. God heard him. He lifted him. And he made him to stand. And then God put a song in his mouth. And then his heart. For him to worship this great rescue that takes place. Psalm 96. Just keep turning your Bible. Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. He kind of does the word sing like that in this particular writing like he does later on in the book uh, uh, at the end of, the, uh, of, the, of Revelation where he uses the word holy. Holy, holy, holy. That's where he uses sing, sing, sing. This three times of uh, 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 repetition is given an emphasis to what God wants to take place. Sing to the Lord, praise His name, proclaim His salvation day after day, declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all the people. For great is the Lord, and most worthy is praise. He is to be feared above all gods. A great praise. And he says, it's a new song. Flip over a couple more. Chapter 98, or Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known, revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. Sing a new song because of this. Psalm 144. Psalm 144, verse 9. I will sing a new song to you, O God, on the ten-string lyre. I will make music to you, to the one who gives victory to kings and delivers his servant David from the deadly sword. A new song. Why? Deliverance. 149. Verse 1, 
Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the saints. And then I want to read Psalm 150, not because it has the phrase new song. I want to read it because two days ago when I was visiting Linda Jackson in the hospital, she said, Mike, read Psalm 150, please. Read, read it for me out loud. So I pulled it up, and this is the psalm she wanted read to her. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and lyre. Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and flute. Praise Him with a clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen? And Linda said that's ministered to her life so much. I mean, this was a woman who inspired me by my recent conversation with her as she's praying for God to go ahead and take her to heaven. And she's got all of her family around her. And all she could talk about was confidence. She said, told me and Susan, said, Susan, I'll, I'll tell Charlie and Barbara hi when I get there. She's already thinking about being there, wanting to be there. She said, make sure Wendell stays busy because, uh, you know, he, he, I don't want him to be a recluse. You need to stay after him, you know. Wendell's standing there grinning, you know. She is totally 100% confident in heaven and in the gospel. And what does she want to go from here to there doing? Praising the Lord. Praising the Lord. Revelation chapter 14. Verse 3. Then I looked. And there before me was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and forty-four thousand who had his name and his Father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven, like the roar of rushing waters and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. This is the song, the new song is for the redeemed. It's for you. It's for me. Now, why do we need new songs? We need constant reminders, not of just past deliverances. We need reminders looking at our present day deliverance of when God does a mighty act. And we need to know and sing about that and put it in songs and get that back into the hearts of the people. You see, singing is not just about me praising God. Now, he gets all the glory. It's got to start there. But it's not just about that. Our singing is to be a witness to the world. Paul said in Corinthians, when when people are gathered up and they're worshiping God and an unbeliever walks in and sees that, they say, God must be in this place. 
Our singing and our authenticity of our heart before God ought to make any unbeliever who is among us say, Hey, something's happening here. God's among these people right here. That's why what we do from the heart is so important. That we cannot make what we do in assemblies physical repetition for just for the repetition's sake. We don't take the Lord's Supper just because it says take it. We don't sing just because God commanded us to sing, although that's enough. We do so because our hearts are moved, and when people see God's people moved, they're moved. It's a witness to the world. It's creative, which is how God made us. It's a form of communication, which God says we ought to use toward Him and one another. And its heart has involved around community. God desires for us to be in community with one another. That's why the one another verses. That's why we sing one to another with all of our hearts. That's why we lift our voices with our hearts to make melody in our hearts to the Lord. He says you do that to one another. Why? We need each other in community. I need someone singing to me. There are times I can't sing. I've been down. I've been hurt. And, and it's mine's more of a, of a lamentation moment. And yet I need the brothers and sisters when they come around me and sing. Oh, it makes a difference. came uh, to CR Friday night and uh, always love coming to celebrate recovery. One, I love to celebrate and I'm still trying to recover myself so I feel like, you know, I'm there. I'm in, right? But they did a particular song. I think I, I think it was a new song called I Surrender. It wasn't the old I Surrender All, which is a great song, but it's I Surrender. I'm telling you, that song moved my heart. And I thought about it because I've been thinking about this lesson. I thought, why did that particular song move my heart? The words of the song meant something to me. You know, sometimes there are songs that are repetitious because they're just praise songs. We may have the same words over and over again just praising God, right? Sometimes there are songs that have deep theological truths about them. That caused me to really think about God and His nature and what He's doing. You have those type of hymns and songs. Sometimes there are just songs of encouraging, loving one another. And joyful songs. Because the, the, like the joy of the Lord is my what? Strength. And sometimes they, people, seeing other people express that joy is a powerful thing. I think... I think in a lot of ways, we've missed it on music. I think when you approach Scripture from some kind of legalistic viewpoint of what I can or can't do, it it hurts. You know, I've been wrong about some passages about that. I'm just telling you. When you look at the entire Bible of what God, you, how God used music to move nations and people because he was changing their hearts, my, my soul celebrates a whole different way 
I don't have church songs anymore. I just have songs that move my heart. And some of them bring me to tears. Some of them bring me to joy. They, they will hit every emotion we have at some point or another. And a healthy church will sing together because they desire to praise God first and to build up the brothers also. You show me somebody that's a grump and I'll show you somebody that doesn't sing very good. Now, don't go pointing at your husband or nothing like that. Y'all quit that. But you, you know what I'm saying. Matter of fact, churches that hurt when, when you've been hurt or bruised, they have a hard time singing. When I came back here 13 and a half years ago, uh, almost 14 years now, and we started uh, the peak of the week class in worship, I was teaching some new songs. Uh, of course, this will, this will tell you the time frame of it. My, uh, uh, we didn't have PowerPoint, Jeremy. I had an overhead projector which I had written out with a marker in my handwriting, the songs. That was tough to read sometimes. but And then I had a, I had a jam box up there on the podium, and I played songs on it for us to learn. Some of you remember that. I play a little bit, and then we turn the volume down as we sing better, and then finally just turn it off, and it's just us singing. You know, that's how we kind of learn some new songs. That was my, the, that was my worship team. You could control that team then, you know, Jeremy. Now you're just out of control. I don't know. But I remember we got to singing in peak of the week there for a few Wednesday nights and then and, and just kind of built up and built up encouraging times. And I had someone come and tell me, Mike, I hadn't been to church on a Wednesday in 15 years, but I will not miss. If I have to miss between Sunday and Wednesday, I'll miss Sunday before I miss Wednesday because I, I finally I'm worshiping. And I thought, that's it. Somehow or another, that's it. Finally, we hit on it. It's not about doing all the notes just right. It's not about uh, the outside stuff of, uh, that was too loud, that's too soft. It's not about all that. It's about moving people's hearts to honor God. And it's really about their own hearts recognizing what God's done for them. And as a result, they don't care if somebody hears them or not. That's what's great about sitting around people who sing loud. That They sing louder than you. You can sing as loud as you want, right? It doesn't matter. The theology wrapped up in the new song is that the Lamb of God did something that was so magnificent and worthy that that God demanded, commanded, and compelled people's hearts to lift up voices and praise Him. Back in the day, I actually did a little youth ministry around here one time. We did a lot of singing in the youth group. We would be somewhere. I can remember. I remember us one time. We were just standing in line somewhere singing and. So we're just singing. Some people's like, hey, y'all, come over here and do a song for us. You know, and so we just sang for people. 
And we were been being at a youth rally, and somebody heard us singing outside, and the preacher was just starting church. He said, hey, come on up here in front. And we were at a little church. Come on, Y'all come on up and sing for our church, would you? And we just got up and sing. There was no practice. There was, we just did it. But look, it was because the group was fired up about the Lord. We had won a lot of people to Jesus, and their hearts were just there. It was the easiest thing in the world to sing. And it communicated to people, there's some passion about those kids there. They're sold out for Jesus. How'd they know that? The singing was a witness to the world. That's why it's so important in our church. Don't lose our witness by the weakness of our heart that doesn't know how to proclaim Jesus is Lord. Don't lose that. Don't lose it. I'm going to ask the team to come back up. We're going to sing a song together again in a minute. Before we do, I want to do a little bit of a reading about the new song out of Revelation chapter 5. In Revelation chapter 5, there's this great vision of the Lamb of God. Listen to what the writer says. Then I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who's worthy to break the seal and open the the scroll? But no one in heaven and on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept. I wept and wept. Because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And I saw the lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne and circled by the four living creatures and the elders. And he had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out to all the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. Here's the song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And your blood, you, with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You've made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they'll reign on the earth. Now listen before we move the rest of this song, before we do the rest of the reading. The Lamb purchased, the Lamb purchased You and me. The Lamb purchased the redeemed. We are blood-bought people. And he says it's from every tribe, every nation. Got it? Every ethnic group. He purchased white men, black men, Asian, uh, Native American, everything. He purchased for all men. His blood was for everybody. And by the way, since we are on the Martin Luther King weekend, let's just go ahead and make that clear. That God loves every man no matter what the color. And there is no room in God's kingdom for bigotry or racism. If you want that, go somewhere else. 
You give honor to whom honor's due. And I'll tell you, we don't sing this weekend because of a great event in civil rights. We sing because of even a greater freedom, the freedom that was purchased by Jesus Christ for all men, for all time. And if that won't make you sing, I don't know any other way to move your heart. Because you see, the gospel story of Jesus' love for us is what pricks the heart and makes men say like they did in Acts 2, what, what do we need to do? So God's people ought to be having our hearts moved to sing praises to the one that bought us. By his blood. We need to be a singing church. Our history is a singing church. And we need to not just think about past legacy. We need to think about the future. We need songwriters. We need worship leaders. We need men and women using their talents however they can to give God glory and honor. We need to create new songs. Because new things are happening in our lives. And we're seeing deliverance and rescue and people moved from darkness to light and that's worth singing about let's stand i want to have one more reading as you stand for this reading when after this reading we're going to sing a song together again this is not our invitation song although it could be i guess This is a song just for us to be reminded of this passage. May you listen with open ears as the word of God is spoken. Then I look and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then I heard Every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the church said, Amen. Jeremy, let's sing.
Start all over brand new. You talk about a new song to go with a new creation. Hey, that's exciting. Maybe you've just gotten stale sitting around. And even the old songs lost their meanings to you. He said, you know, I need to be passionate about our church family. I need to be passionate about singing to one another, encouraging one another. 
I don't need to have a critical spirit. I need to have an encouraging spirit. And one of the ways that happens is I open my mouth and sing. Matter of fact, whenever you're tempted to criticize, just stop and sing a song. It'll probably put you right on the right path. If you have some need to get renewed in your heart, that's what our invitation's about. We say here, nobody responds alone. Look, we're all in this thing only by God's grace anyway, right? We're here helping one another. And I need your help. You need mine. We just want to give God glory for the change he brings about. And when he does do something magnificent, it creates in our hearts the desire to sing a brand new song. If you have a need, you can come now while we sing this song.